0: Ghosts, cryptids, murder, conspiracies, fear, what the ale. Hello, friends, welcome to our December flight. Woo woo! Yay, flights! We love flights, you get a little
1: sampling of a
0: few things we love a flight in this household. Um all right. Well, mama, are you drinking anything special tonight?
1: Um yeah, I'm just doing my black Butte porter tonight cuz got to go with the classic, but how about
0: you? I am drinking a Ninkasi Slayer IPA. Um I don't know if y'all know, but it's like Slayer as in the band, but it it's like a Santa Claus on on the bottle. Oh. So Because it's nice. December, I thought to get like a Christmassy beer. Um, cool. So yeah, um, Nankasi's up in, o- uh, not Oakland, Oregon, um, where I went to college. So we used to drink that a lot in college. <laughs> um, so I love Very it. Cool. Yeah. Well, any what the ale moments this week, Mama?
1: Hmm, let me think. Um... Um, I had a family member ask me to take in a dog (laughs) and uh, I'm feeling very torn about that because you know I want my family member to still be able to like visit their dog and they're really sad about having to rehome the dog but then I ask things like is the dog fixed does the dog have shots does the dog have any behavioral issues Mm -hmm. and the dog is not fixed does not have shots and has behavioral issues like he chews up everything oh and I'm like I don't know that I want a dog that's gonna destroy my house and um yeah so I have to decide do I have the patience to try to train a puppy um that has never been trained and all of that stuff so I am in deep debate about that
0: well honestly that's my so hard too like with your schedule you're so busy like
1: that's what I was thinking is like a pup requires a lot of attention and I work a lot. So I just don't know if I could do it, but I also, you know, I mean, I hate the idea of him having to find somebody to re home the dog to, that he doesn't know. And he wouldn't be able to see the dog again. So yeah. I'm in deep debate about that, but I don't want to neglect the dog with my busy schedule. So I have to really think about that. I think I'll meet the dog and see how the dog gets along with my dog. That's- and that'll be a deciding factor too.
0: Yeah, that's probably the best idea because you don't want. Yeah, you don't want the dog to be.
1: Yeah. Well, and my dog's an old lady. I don't know if she can handle pup energy.
0: <laughs> she is such an old lady. She's a little diva, yeah. but we love her.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to see how it all works out. But that's my what the ale. I'm debating about what to do in this scenario.
0: Yeah, that's that's really tough. I I get it. I get it. Uh, what about you,
1: anyway? <laughs> Yeah.
0: Let me think. Um, I mean, I don't think my what the L is like a negative one. I think like this upcoming week, like with it being Thanksgiving and like when we were recording this, it's Thanksgiving. I know this is our December flight, um, but I'm really excited. I get to have like dinner with a really good friend of mine. And then I get to like there's like a, one of my favorite bars is doing a really cool like live music event on Saturday that I'm thinking of going to and one of my really good friends from college wants to do a call and a friend from grad school wants to do a call. So I feel like this week is just going to be very like connected with like people I love and of course I have dinner at your house and so I'm just I'm very like excited to have connection with my loved ones this week. Um, So yeah, very much a positive with the Yale this week. <laughs>
1: really nice friends.
0: So I'm glad you get to connect with them. They're good people. Yeah. Yeah. I did good. (laughs) Um, well, so friends for this flight, we decided to do a theme. Mama, do you want to give us the theme?
1: Well, we decided to take it all the way to Nevada (laughs) because, you know, we haven't been to Nevada yet in this, you know, experience that we're having of podcasting. Um, So we decided to go all the way to Nevada to um, cover some haunted hotels that we have driven past on multiple (laughs) occasions and we have never stopped and we have never covered them. Um, But oftentimes they um, are talked about together. Two of them are in the same town and then one of them was owned by a man who owned one of the other ones. So we decided to do a flight of these hotels
0: Oh yeah, um, and I'm gonna take it away with the hotels that are in the same town, and then Mama will get to hers. Um, but well, and
1: one one of your hotels is the one that when I think of these three, that's the one that I would just look at and go, "I'm not staying there." (laughs) So no way in hell I
0: will. You will have to pay me a million dollars for me to go into this hotel, which is what we are starting with. Um.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. So, do you want to? Should we give the name of all three hotels, or? But we should definitely start with that one.
0: I think we just start with this one, and then we go on okay. a journey. So, okay. For those of the, for those of you who don't know, um, on the drive to Yellowstone or Salt Lake City or anything like that from California, you pass down this little tiny town called Tonopah, Nevada, where there are literally only twelve hundred residents. But what this town is known for is a super, super creepy hotel called the Clown Motel. Now, you know, I'm not afraid of clowns per se, but I am afraid of this hotel. Um, Yeah. It is very, very just covered in clowns. Apparently, like looking at pictures and doing some reading, like every. Room there is like clown statues in like the lobbies and stuff. There's like hundreds of clown statues. You know they took the clown theme. All well, clown
1: statues, clown dolls, clown posters. I mean there is clown everywhere in this it
0: place. It is. It is like it is like the Ringling Brothers like threw up on this place. I don't even. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Um,
1: When I had never heard about it and we just drove past it one time when we were on a road trip and I was like, oh my God, like who would stay there? You know, and at that point I didn't even know it was haunted. I was just like, who in their right mind would stay at that place?
0: Yeah. And I do want to say like, actually the, the clown motel was recently featured, I believe on ghost adventures, um, as a haunted location. So, I did not watch the episode, but apparently some stuff happened <laughs> at that hotel. So, um, I guess well,
1: adventures have been at the hotel. I'm going to talk about too. So, ooh,
0: yeah. ooh. um, love it. So I am going to just cover some of the history of the town, um, because it's so small. The history just is really tied into the history of the hotel. Um, so Tanopa was a mining town um, during like a big mining boom. And the story, I guess, of how it was discovered was that a donkey from a nearby town was like wandering off. And the prospector, Jim Butler, was sent to go find the donkey. And the donkey was found later um, and it was hiding under this huge rock formation. And the prospector like picked up a rock and the rock was pure silver and oh my gosh
1: uh, that's quite a discovery
0: right and so he began to mine the area um and discovered the second largest like silver mining boom in Nevada history so he I mean this was like it was a silver mine I was about to say it's a gold mine Um, but I mean it was it was like they found so much silver in this place so um it began to boom. Like people were moving in. There were lots of miners. There were, you know, things like brothels and saloons and all sorts of things. Um, and so, um, at this time, they obviously had to build a, you know, cemetery in case people passed away. And so they built the Tinopa Cemetery in 1901. Um, And it actually closed in 1911 um, when the number of bodies like outgrew the plot of land. So I think they said there were over 300 bodies, but um, it had kind of become overcrowded. And part of that is that there was apparently a plague from 1902 that accounted for a lot of the deaths. They didn't say what the plague was. I tried to do some digging and it just said, it's not the bubonic plague, but it's some sort of plague, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> um wait! Okay,
1: you know what? I I saw something about that in my research, and it said it was like the Tenopa, um, death plague. That's what they called it. Yeah, the Tenopa death plague. And and that they did they are you gonna go into what it does to your organs?
0: No, if you if you if you have details, I didn't do a lot oh, okay. of research on what it did. So-
1: So yeah, it just came across something that I read,
0: but it said that,
1: um, that the minors would have like chest pain and then they would die very shortly after experiencing the chest pain. Um, but what it did was it turned their liver completely like black and like, um, like hard their liver was like hard and black and then they would die. But the symptom they would feel before they die was chest pain.
0: Wow. Wow. I, I don't know, man. That doesn't sound great at all. I don't know what that no. means. Health-wise, I don't, I, I'm I not a doctor. If we have any listeners that are doctors, please write in and tell us because I have no clue. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the Tanopa the plague was definitely a big, big piece of why the cemetery filled up. Um, another piece actually is really tragically on February 23rd in 1911. There was a massive fire in the mine, which killed 17 miners. And um, Mm -hmm. I just want to say, this is, like, such a typical case of people, like, knowing something was wrong and, like, not making a big deal. Because the fire was discovered, and they think that it was, like, a candle that started the fire, and the miners... Like, told the superintendent, and the superintendent was like, okay, well, we're not mining over there, we'll be fine, like, whatever. And the miners were so afraid of retaliation or that they'd get fired that they kept mining. Um, And after a few hours, the fire obviously grew and was massive, and they were told to evacuate, but then other, like, some of the miners were told to stay behind to fight the fire, which... Oh, wow. To me, again, just bad business practice here, right? Like you, you're, I don't know. Anyway, so very sadly, the miners obviously were not properly trained. They were given instructions but didn't really listen because they weren't properly trained on how fires work. Um, And I guess there was an air current in the mine that made the fire spread really, really quickly. And so the men, like, uh, just couldn't escape the flames. Um,
1: fire loves oxygen.
0: Exactly. And so most of the bodies in the cemetery, or most of the miners' bodies from this tragedy did end up in the cemetery as well. Um. So the reason why the cemetery is important is because this cemetery is literally the next-door neighbor of the Clown Motel. So...
1: it's still there right like you could still go see the gravestones and everything yeah yeah
0: exactly so there's so there's the and um I wrote about this lower but we could talk about it now it makes more sense but yeah there's so there's this like actual official cemetery and then there was actually like a separate minor cemetery that was like adjacent to that cemetery and the the minor is marked with like just like wooden headstones and stuff for like drifters and stuff who like didn't really have families, um, they would be buried there. Um, okay. So yeah, um, it's very much super sad. Um, and I guess this history kind of adds to it, but the clown motel is dubbed America's scariest motel. In my opinion, it's because the outside is really scary
1: I mean it's scary for anybody that's afraid of clowns I mean they are everywhere
0: girl I I'm telling you I I'm not like that afraid of clowns I know like when I was a child I had an experience with it and that was really difficult for me but like me and clowns are at peace now but this hotel no no go zone for me Yeah,
1: I I don't consider myself afraid of clowns but when I looked at that motel I was like we drove by it I was like Hell no. Like, I just, well, I couldn't even believe there was a motel that was all decked out in clowns in the first place. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, hell no.
0: Yeah. So there's like a weird kind of theory, but a lot of people think that like the ghosts of the miners possess the statues and the dolls and the things of the clowns, which is yeah. just why. Who would do this? It's horrible. I hate it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so because of this belief, a lot of people actually report they'll see apparitions of, you know, people that are in old timey clothes or are clearly minors. And they're walking from the hotel to the graveyard and they say things like we used to be minors or we mined or they would say things like we died that day. Um, Okay, so they know they're dead. So some of them do. Yes, some of them are aware, which is good for them. Um, and part of, I think what the legend of like the miners possessing the dolls comes from was like a Pueblo legend or like a Pueblo tradition. So I guess the Pueblo people who did live on the land, um, would dress in clown costumes. I'm going to put quotes around that because I think it was just whatever their ceremony, ceremonial garb was for this situation, but they would basically release their own personalities and allow spirits to possess them which created portals mm-hmm. between the spirit world and like our realm and so oh my god if that was a tradition it makes sense that the miners are like possessing these clowns I guess <laughs> I don't know. Okay. but it's interesting um I don't think I to invite anybody to possess possess me you know oh not at all not at all um so the motel's owner has reported that he experiences footsteps and knocking from un- unoccupied rooms in the hotel. He's like, that's just normal. You hear it every day, no matter what. Um, so that's a little creepy, but it makes sense. Um and
1: I I read somewhere, um, or I heard somewhere. I don't remember if I heard it or read it, but was there something about um like the the owners way back when? decided to decorate it in clowns because their father was really into clowns or something like that. And he had passed away.
0: Yes. I should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah. That that's why it's decked out. Okay. In me. It was like a tribute to the, so,
1: I mean, I just, my, yeah, my only thought was just, you know, cause when I think of Motel, I think somebody did that to be scary, but I think the, what I heard was these people did it to like honor their dad and he loved clowns. And then over time you know, they got more and more clowns and it. it has a different feel, you know, and then with the haunting, you know, then it got scary, but, um, mm. but that originally it was like a cute idea to honor their dad or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, sure. Honor, honor your, your dad in whatever way makes you happy. I just, I, um, it, it, it's not doing that now friends. And I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah, it. If you ever want to honor me, please do it in a different way. <laughs>
0: we'll probably, I'll probably like go to a concert or something. I don't know. Right. Like I, I don't even know, man. Um, I just, yeah, it's, it's super freaky. I, for folks who haven't seen it, we will absolutely post a picture. It just, it's freaky from the outside. I don't even want to know what it looks like on the inside. Um, But uh, I guess getting back to it, one of the most haunted rooms and like active spots in the hotel is room 108. So if you ever stay there, Maybe say, don't put me there. Um, Unless you want the experience. (laughs) That is true. Unless you want the experience, I'll respect your choices. Um, So there is a spirit called the trickster, which people see coming from the cemetery. And then it takes form of a clown and messes with visitors. So they'll hear like disembodied voices. They'll notice like items have been moved to different parts of the room. Um, things will just flat out go missing, um, which is not great. But I feel like that's pretty common where like things go missing or are moved like with hauntings, especially in hotels. Um There is also a seven foot tall clown that visitors have reported seeing at the foot of their bed after they wake up in a cold sweat. Now, I don't know if they have a nightmare or anything like that. It was just very like Oh yeah, I like woke up in a cold sweat and like there was a clown there. Um wow. and these people who encounter this clown have legitimately refused to return for their belongings after they have like fled oh the hotel. Like so whatever this clown is doing is not good (laughs) you know um
1: well I see I'd be like hey manager you go get my stuff (laughs) you know I'm gonna park way down the street you go get my stuff and drive it to my car
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but like people are like just too scared to return and I think it makes sense like this town is very much situated kind of in the middle of nowhere on the way from Vegas or you know Reno or something to California so it's like very much not a very populated area so I guess if you're like mm-hmm. on a road trip and you're just like wanting to sleep for a few hours it makes sense but it yeah just leaving your belongings because you're so freaked out like that's not a good vibe at all yeah. um, and then lastly of the apparitions in the clown motel is that a lot of times people see shadow figures or figures of you know like miners and things like I mentioned coming from the cemetery so Nothing too crazy other than that. It just is a very spooky looking hotel from the outside. But uh, what do you think, mom? You want to go stay there? Well, people, oh, heck no. But if people say that
1: like the like figurines or dolls or, you know, because they've got like, I've seen it. They've got like a million of those little things. So if people say that like maybe some of those like have the spirits of the miners or whatever, does anybody ever hear voices from them or see the move or anything like that?
0: Um, I didn't see any reports of people seeing like the figures actually moving. I think people have like felt like eyes moved, but not like the whole figure. Um, or maybe like a figure was staring at them, that type of thing. There was definitely a lot of like we hear footsteps or we hear disembodied voices in certain areas, but it wasn't like a specific figure or a not specific apparition. Yeah. That.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I wonder, yeah. <laughs> I mean he, he, I don't know, you should look at the videos, but like there's like rooms, you know, in the like lobby and stuff where it's just like a ton of different figures and dolls and all the things. And I yeah, I wonder if any of the voices come from those.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um I don't know, man. I, I don't enjoy it though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I will not be staying there. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of places to stay, as we mentioned, there is another haunted hotel in Tonopah, Nevada, which is called the Mitzpah Hotel. Have you ever heard of this one, Mom? I have. Okay. So, at the time of its construction, it was the tallest building in Nevada. I want you to guess. (laughs) What... How many floors do you think was the tallest building in Nevada when it was built in 1907?
1: I don't know, like three or
0: something. Very close. five. Oh, five okay.
1: That <laughs> was like probably something ridiculously short compared to what we're used to <laughs> these days.
0: Yeah, so five whole floors, tallest building in Nevada in the early 1900s, y'all. Wow Very wild <laughs> where we have come today. Um, Last time I was in Vegas, I was on, like, the 24th floor, if that gives you any context for how big buildings are now. Um, But it was considered one of the first luxury hotels in Nevada when it opened in 1907, and it was quite the social hub. Um, In the 1940s, a casino opened with, like, slot machines, blackjack, all the card tables, all the things, Um, and it actually... Um, had like a saloon attached. And mom, I want you to try to guess which famous cowboy ran the saloon. Which famous cowboy? Wild West type of person. Yes. Like Doc (laughs) Holliday. Wyatt Earp. Oh my God, mom, you got it. Wyatt Earp. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Wyatt Earp, after he left Tombstone, came to Tanopa and ran... The Mitzvah Hotels Saloon. No way.
1: I yeah. got that right. That's crazy. I was like, I only know like five cowboys, and they're all from either a tombstone movie or um what was that one with Billy the Kid? Um
0: Wild, Wild West.
1: Oh, the um Young Guns. Young Guns. Yeah. So I was like, any cowboy names that I know are from those two movies. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so funny. So it was wider, huh? right no idea?
0: um and so something interesting about the mitzvah though is that it actually closed its doors in 1999 um huh. but in 2011 a couple and owners of two wineries in Sonoma named Fred and Nancy Ooh. Klein bought
1: oh my gosh
0: really which I think is really funny really? we enjoy Klein wine we have a friend who that's her favorite winery um
1: Yes, I mean it is not my favorite, but I have been there and it's lovely, and they're very nice people. And yeah, we have a friend that that is absolutely her favorite winery, so that is hilarious. So they own the Mispa, mm-hmm.
0: and, and they have no idea bought, they bought another hotel, um, as well in the town. I think it's called the Belvedere, and so they're trying oh. to build up the town and like make the hotels nice oh. in Tenopa now. Um, I don't know. Why. I thought it was
1: still like Ghost
0: County. It is very ghost towny. I don't know why they're doing it truly, but I respect their choices.
1: Well, maybe they're trying to make like a, a second Vegas or something.
0: Maybe. I, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's Reno, but maybe they're trying to make another one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be third Vegas. <laughs> forgot about Reno. That's not small Reno. I forgot about it.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. No, okay. Um but that's really all the history I could find on the mitzvah. It was very, very kind of basic aside from some of the ghosts. So the first spirit is that of a woman known as the woman in red. Um, What we know about her, she was a sex worker and she was like the elite creme de la creme of the sex workers in Nevada at the time and so she basically lived on the top floor of the mitzvah and oh, wow. um she was strangled to death by a jealous lover um on the fifth floor oh. and so she is often seen like in the elevator and on the fifth floor they're not positive which room exactly they know somewhere between 502 and 504 is like where her body was found but they don't really know exactly where um she was murdered so Just very interesting, weird, fun fact. Um, And then the next kind of ghost or type of presence is um, the U.S. Senator Key Pittman. He died in the hotel. It sounds like it was some sort of like natural causes, like a heart attack or something. But I guess uh, this was in 1940 and his body was kept on ice in one of the bathtubs in the hotel. Um, They did not report which room or floor but i guess sometimes they see the senator chilling at the hotel so that's kind of cool um and then there was also a soldier who haunts the third and fourth floors um the sad thing about this soldier is no one knows his name the only thing they really know is he died at the hotel but they don't know anything about the soldier other than that um which is kind of sad do we know how he died it didn't say how he died, but um yeah, he it just it says that he died. And you know, I wonder if as a soldier, I don't think there were any like wars out in Nevada. So maybe it was just like uh, you know, something else, but <laughs> I don't want to speculate. But yeah, they didn't say. Um and then there's only like two more ghosts really that are common in the mitzvah. So one is there's a pair of kiddos who are known to play pranks on the guests and people um and they hang out on the third floor as well um and what a lot of people hear is like giggling and doors opening and shutting on their own um but what i think is funny is like they totally play pranks on people like they like will like tap you or they'll like you know whatever just to, like get you a little rattled but like they're not doing anything super harmful um to be fair i think if a ghost child tapped me on the shoulder i'd still freak out yeah but it is interesting Mm. and then the last sort of ghosts of this hotel are two bank robbers that were murdered in the basement Um, oh my gosh and they were murdered by one of their co-conspirators who wanted all the money um and basically people report you know sometimes seeing the bank robbers not as often what they experience more is just like chills or just really weird vibes weird feelings um so yeah I don't know it's very interesting you know anything
1: about that robbery
0: no I didn't I didn't write okay
1: okay I watched a show and they covered that robbery Okay. And so can I tell you how dumb these, not the robbers, how dumb the, the owner of the hotel or whoever designed it, how dumb they were. Okay. Yes. I want to know. So they, they built a vault, you know, that had the walls and the door mm-hmm. and they built it onto a, <laughs> a dirt floor <laughs> and it had no bottom. And so the three robbers were miners. That knew about the vault and they just dug their way in from under the ground because it was just on the dirt. Wow! How dumb do you have to be to build a vault with no bottom on a dirt floor? That's the, and in in a mining town <laughs> that has to be really a dumb thing that they did. Yeah, that's. I kind of feel if you're that dumb you might deserve to be robbed but yeah it was sad that the one guy killed the other two because you know they you guys
0: did that together you should share the wealth it feels very like bonnie and Clyde of them to the other co-conspirators um yeah but those are the main ghosts of the mitzvah um it is considered the most haunted hotel in america according to usa today I don't know how they measure that, but I do think that's also very cool. So yeah, that's the mitzvah. Um, And I guess it is your turn, mama.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So for mine, we go about 27 miles away from Tanopa into the beautiful town of Goldfield, which is very much a ghost town these days. Um, And so we are going to look at the Goldfield Hotel. Okay. So um, the town of Goldfield was basically born when um, a gold-rich ore was discovered in 1902. So it very quickly became the largest city in Nevada because there was so much gold ore and that was found there, so a lot of people were coming in. And during its prime, it had numerous saloons, three different newspapers, five banks, a mining stock exchange, and the population was nearly thirty-five thousand people. Wow! So it went from nothing being there to thirty-five thousand people really quickly.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um,
1: and in the town of Goldfield and Tanopa, and I don't know if this man's name came up in any of your research, but there was a man named George Wingfield.
0: Did you do? Did you read about him at all? I feel like the name's familiar, but I don't. I don't remember much about him. So he was a banker,
1: but it was rumored that he um, he like ended up working with some of the prostitutes in the local area, and he would pay the prostitutes to to like befriend the miners that they were um, spending time with, mm-hmm. and he would you know want them to befriend them and gain intel about like where the next good mining spots would be, or where they were planning to go next, and then he would invest in those mines. And then every time that they found more he whether it was silver or gold, cause in, in Tenopa it was silver. Um, but then, you know, he would get these pay, big payouts for whatever was found because he invested in the mine. And so he was able to make at that time, you know, whatever, but at this time it would be over a billion dollars that he made by getting the Intel investing in the mine And then getting his payout, it would be a billion dollars in today's money. So, yeah. So he quickly became one of the richest men in that area, for sure. Definitely in Nevada. Um, Now, in 1908, the Goldfield Hotel, it was designed by an architect named George Holsworth. And it opened up and it was kind of like the same as in your area, you know, it was booming and they were wanting to like bring more people and they were wanting, um, they were wanting to the town to bring in people that were, you know, um, had more money, would spend more, you know, kind of build up the town more. And so they wanted to create like a luxury hotel, Mm -hmm. um. And they built it on the former site of the Nevada Hotel and that hotel had burned down in a fire in 1905. So this this hotel cost about three hundred thousand dollars to build. It was four story brick building and it included 154 rooms, um, telephone, electric lights, heated steam. Um, and because they wanted to attract the wealthy visitors, they deconate, decorated it like immaculately with mahogany paneling and expensive furnishings. And they really tried to make it super fancy. Right. Um, so shortly after the hotel was built, it was sold to George Wingfield, who had made, you know, the billion dollars. <laughs> um, and he was also at this time, he had to developed a mining company of his own called Goldfield Consolidated Mines Company and he um, he owned that with a hotel entrepreneur named Casey McDonnell. and so the two of them you know decided to build the goldfield and they created a new hotel corporation because they decided to buy up some other hotels um, called the Bonanza Hotel Company. So they ended up paying $200,000 in cash and stock at valued at about $250,000 for that hotel. And then, um, you know, they, they, um, invested in other hotels as well. So even though George Wingfield was the majority owner of the Bonza, uh, Bonanza hotel company, his partner was the one that primarily managed the operations of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, Now, Wingfield himself, he, you know, by the time he was 30, he was a multimillionaire and he became like involved in politics and they describe him as a a political powerhouse in the state of Nevada. So he went on to own banks, numerous ranches and several Reno hotels. And then he was also active in. Um, the political party circles during the twenties and he had influence in both the democratic and the Republican parties. So he was kind of like, you know, people saw him as rich and powerful. And so he, they everybody was like accepting his influence and advice. And so he kind of had it in with both parties so he could kind of play them against each other to get things he wanted. Okay. Um, now his power in the town was so legendary that um when there was a collapse of the 12 banks that he owned in the area so this man owned 12 banks in this area uh there was a collapse in 1932 and it almost led to the complete economic ruin of the entire state because that's how much money was coming through these banks so he was very powerful in Nevada wow I mean good for him like yeah yeah good for him but I think there are things that we hear that we don't like about him. <laughs> oh, so, okay. um, I'll pause on that then. So, well, yeah. So first, what led to the economic collapse? So by 1920, the gold was almost completely gone. So a lot of people just packed up and moved on and the population went from 35,000 to about 1,500 very quickly once the mines cleared out. Wow. So three years after that, uh, there was a devastating fire that wiped out 24 blocks of homes and businesses. And so, you know, a lot of people just didn't rebuild after that. You know, they just moved on after that happened. Mm-hmm. And um, today the population is less than 500 people. But the centerpiece of the town remains the Goldfield Hotel, although it is abandoned. So it is not a working hotel. It is boarded up and people do ghost stores there.
0: <laughs> i feel like i've definitely heard about this hotel it's it's like the oh, when the i hotel. when i yeah when i get into it you're gonna go oh yeah i know this hotel okay okay
1: <laughs> so um now you know i was gonna read all of this other history but basically you know the hotel um you know they 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 thought there was a guy that bought the hotel in 23 and he thought there might be gold under the mo- hotel. So he built two mine shafts beneath the hotel. Um, but those were both dry. And then the hotel started to fall into to decline. And um, there were a, a couple of different times where it was bought by different people and they would say they were going to fix it up and they would start renovating. Like workers would come out and they would start renovating, but like they would run out of money or something would happen and they never finished the project. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the work was never completed that it was never reopened. Now okay. let's get to some of the ghosts. Yay! So one of the most famous ghosts is going to be a reason why you are not going to like <laughs> a Mr. George Wingfield. Okay. So, um, you know, they, the hotel also like the hotel you described, you know, it had a saloon and, um, there was like a brothel within the hotel and the saloon was for men only and women had to like go to this little like window and they would slide the window open and women were allowed to order drinks. But if the husbands had said the women was not allowed to have a drink, then the woman couldn't have the drink. Um, So the woman could go to this counter, order a drink and take it to dinner, but the
0: women were not allowed in the saloon. Um. I get like a gentleman's club type of vibe, but like, come on, give the ladies something. You're not going to do that. So,
1: yeah. So, but in the brothel, um, you know, the, I, there was many prostitutes that, that were there for the guests. And there was one particular one named Elizabeth. And it's rumored that George Wingfield frequently visited with her. Um, now, the story goes, you know, and I don't know if this is true or not. I will tell you some of the evidence that disputes it a little bit, but the story goes that Elizabeth ended up pregnant and she was very excited and she really loved him and thought that he was going to be happy, but he was not happy. And so for a while he paid her to stay away, but she didn't want to stay away. You know, she wanted to be with him and have a family. And so, um, you know, eventually what he decided to do because he didn't want a scandal and he didn't want his business associates to know that he got this prostitute pregnant. Um, so what he did was he locked her, he lured her in room one Oh nine and he locked her in by chaining her to the radiator. And he left her there and would give her food and water, but left her there chained to a radiator until she gave birth, gave birth chained to a radiator, then came in, took the baby and left her there. And so she ended up bleeding out within three days. And during that time, after she had the baby, they didn't bring her any more food and water. So they just left her there, chained to a radiator. She had just had this baby. They got her no medical attention and um, she ended up dying. And the rumor is that they um got rid of the child. So there's two different stories. One was that they threw the child into one of the mines that were dug under the, the hotel by Cromley. Mm-hmm. Um but the other one was that they like buried the child under the
0: stairs. So they like let her get um, like, the baby anyway. Why did they let her give like okay, sorry. Anyway, that's just I like, agree. You you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't
1: know if it's true, but that's what people say. And so, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to get rid of both of them, you should have just killed her when she was pregnant and buried her out in the desert. But this is how the story goes. Um, now, most people say that, um, you know, because a lot of ghost hunters and shows have gone out there. Most people that go out there say that their cameras refuse to work in that room, but the cameras work everywhere else in the hotel. Um, okay. People do report, seeing um seeing her and that she looks really sad um it does seem like she doesn't really leave the room too much and there are two different versions of a story where some people describe seeing like a dark energy that's like preventing her from talking and you know won't allow her to tell her story and so she sits there quietly crying sad but doesn't talk Mm um And then other people say that they see two male figures around her and they're trying to protect her. So I don't know if both of those are true or which one's true, but those are two of the different stories about her and like the energy around her.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. um, And then sometimes people hear a baby crying um, and that's coming from the depths of the hotel. So like under the hotel, it's not up in her room.
0: Oh, interesting. So like, The baby maybe ended up under the hotel. Potentially, is what people think.
1: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, some some of the things that dispute this story is that um the legend you know states that she died sometimes in the 30s, but at that time Wingfield no longer owned the hotel, Mm -hmm. and then it was alleged that the baby was thrown into the mining shaft. Um, but those weren't built. Um until two years after the purchase of the property from Wingfield. So when Wingfield was there, those shafts were not there. So he could not, if it was Wingfield, he could not have thrown the baby down the shafts because they didn't exist yet. Now, there is a question about were people confusing Wingfield with Crumley and maybe Crumley did that. Um, So, you know, that's one of the things that we're not sure if the story just got twisted and we're using the wrong name. Or if it was Wingfield and the Shaft thing was just not true. Um, but anyways, that's how that story goes. Okay. Now, there are two ghosts that reportedly committed suicide in rooms on the third floor of the hotel. And they've been cited by more than a dozen people. Okay. Um, the identities are unknown, but there was one of them. It was a man who jumped to his death from the hotel. And then there was a woman who hanged herself. And yeah. then during, you know, cause I watched a few of the different investigations about this and in one of the investigations, um, they were using an ovulus and, you know, trying to talk to this ghost, the particular ghost, the man who committed suicide. And at some point he says, jump, you know, and he's the one that jumped out the window. So it's an intelligent response in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then in what was uh, once the dining room and it was also called called the gold room at the time okay. there is a spirit and you know this one is described as evil and menacing and scary um, but he is known as the stabber oh so Lovely. what he does is um, he will re- randomly attack people that cross the threshold into that room with a large kitchen knife and he never actually harms anybody, but he like runs at you and like tries to attack you with the knife and then he disappears immediately after. So nobody's actually harmed by it, but
0: the a spirit know. that runs
1: at you with the knife. <laughs>
0: so, I'd be emotionally harmed by that. If I Yeah, I was gonna
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be terrifying because I mean just shockwise, it would take you a minute to realize that you are not actually injured. Yeah. But like how scary would that be to have this spirit
0: running at you? Yeah, that's I don't like that. I I mean, no. <laughs> um,
1: and then there there was uh women in one of the investigations that I watched that felt like their hair was being pulled. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't hear any history about that, so but they just felt that when they were doing the investigation. Interesting. And then um Yeah. Near the lobby staircase, there are three, um, spirits that are believed to be, uh, two children and a small person. Mm -hmm. And, um, they're said to be more like pranksters. Like they sneak up on people and, you know, dance around and giggle and tap people on the shoulder and run away and that kind of thing. So they're a little more, you know, just having fun. Um, now, George Wingfield himself is said to haunt this hotel. And he is uh, somebody that you often know his presence because you'll smell his cigar smoke. And um, Alana, he is also believed to haunt the Mizpah and blow smoke at people because he also owned the Miz- Mizpah for a while.
0: I so love that's it. how he
1: ties in. Yeah, that's how he ties into the Mizpah Hotel. Oh. Cool. So, yeah. Um, Other people have reported that they would have cigar ash in their room, um, and that would be on the first floor only, but that's where he tended to hang out. Hmm. Um, He's also felt around the lobby staircase. And um, now the people that dispute that this is actually him say that um, he didn't really frequent this hotel as much because Casey McDonnell, the partner, mostly ran this hotel, and he was usually at the Mizpah. So people were saying, they we don't really think that he would, his spirit would choose that hotel to stay at. Oh. Um, and then the other thing is he didn't die until 1959 and he died in Reno. So people are saying, why would his spirit be here if he died in Reno? Um, so those are just
0: some of them, you know, skeptics.
1: That's what they're arguing.
0: I will say one thing though, is like, I'd rather spend my afterlife somewhere that I had an emotional connection to than like where I die. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If I were like, say, today, if I were to die, I'd want to haunt like Marie's Crisis in New York City or like haunt like, I don't know, your house. Like, you know, like I wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't choose to haunt me a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So that you'd always have me with you.
1: (laughs) Oh, see, I would, I'd be okay if you haunt me. Um, Yeah. And then, um, you know, but my other thing is like, if it was true that what he did to Elizabeth, you know, I would think he might be attached to that hotel just because like of what he did and like that's his punishment is he has to like walk the halls and hear her cry and like yeah. whatever. So yeah, I don't know. I could see it being him even if he wasn't there as much as the partner was, but like that, um, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then um these are some other ghosts and these ones I heard about in the so the other stuff I got from reading these are some that were told in a few of the investigations that I watch. And it's funny because the same lady, her name's Heather. She mm-hmm. gave the tours to all the different investigators who have come through. So she repeats these stories, you know, to each of them. Um, but uh, one of the stories is that in the eighties, a crew came out to work on the hotel and this is when somebody bought it. And so they were going to restore it. And, um, that one guy, you know, they had all left for the day. And one guy came back in to um, grab something that he forgot. And when he came back in, he says that the saloon was full of people dressed in old-timey clothing, Ooh. having like a party, and having their drinks. And when he walked in, they all turned and looked at him. And so he just walked out. And then him and the entire crew never came back to the hotel. They never finished the
0: work. Wow. I mean, it sounds like he just interrupted their Christmas party. You know, like I know, but they had just
1: left, and the hotel is completely abandoned. It to me had a shining feel. You know, like I was totally
0: thinking, I was thinking,
1: yeah, like you walk out and there's, you know, you know, you're in an abandoned hotel, and then you walk back in, and there's like a party happening. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the stories that the tour guide gave. Um. Another one is that um, apparently there was like a gunslinger. That's what he's known as, the gunslinger. So he's a ghost of a man who would come to the saloon and play cards, but he was caught cheating at some point. And so apparently the guy that he cheated and stole the money of this guy during a card game, they ended up having a gunfight in the hallway. And I think it was on the third floor. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure it was the third floor. Yeah. And so people, and they both died. They killed each other at the shootout. Okay. Um, But people say they see the gunslinger and like, he'll be in one of the rooms and like pop his head out as if he's like looking for somebody that like, he's still in a gunfight and like looking to see if the guy is going to shoot at him. Oh, um, they but they only like see very...
0: him. Together. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, he's still having a gunfight. Like, he's, like, peeking out. That's I've never heard of a ghost like that before.
1: Yeah. So, some people have seen him do that. And then some people just see him walking around or feel his energy or hear his boots or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, some people say they see him, like, popping his head out, like, to see if anybody's out there. Um, there's another man sitting on a stool wearing, um like, shorts and a wife beater. And he just like sits on a stool at the end of the hall and is watching people as they come up and down the hall. But there is
0: no history as to who he might be. Interesting. I don't, Um. I mean, as long as he's not being creepy, it's fine. You know, like,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it sounds like he's sitting there like in boxer shorts and tank top, you know, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just why are you in the hallway? Why don't you go to your room? That's true. I agree. I agree. Yeah, my buddy. Um, and then in the um brothel area of the hotel, Mm -hmm. um, people just report feeling like a very sad energy there, and um, you know, just like heavy, sad, pain, you know, painful memories, um, that kind of feeling. Not, but not scary. Okay. Um. Oh, I forgot to mention this about the gunslinger. So, um. One thing that he has been known to do, which is scary, is that a couple of times people have felt choked when they're in that area of the hotel. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I know. And um, so um, even the the tour guide, Heather, who, you know, if you watch any of these investigations, she's in all of them. But <laughs> she said that there was a time where she was giving a tour and... um you know, she felt like somebody was choking her and she got to the point where she really couldn't breathe at all. And she couldn't talk. And Mm -hmm. she like, kind of fell back onto the wall. Like, but she felt like somebody was holding her there. Mm -hmm. And you know, the person that was there for the investigation was like asking, are you okay? Are you okay? And, but she couldn't talk. Um, and then at some point it released her. And then she said that she was giving another tour and, um, she was giving the tour to, also had that feeling of being choked and being held and he couldn't breathe and at that time the ovalis uh said the word throat Uh uh-uh no thank you yeah which is pretty creepy I think Mm -hmm.
0: I don't like that at all that is that is nightmare fuel do not enjoy (laughs) yeah um now
1: she was giving a tour um to two women, Mandy and Jade, they're Ghost Club Paranormal. So you can check out their videos on YouTube. They were very cute. Cool. Um, but she was talking to them and they were walking and um, they were going to pass this room and then one of the ladies on the tour was like, oh, like, I'm feeling something here. And then um, the voice box says, I'm only seven. And then yeah, the, the tour guide, Heather goes, Oh no, we got to stop here. And she goes in the room. She was like, Hey honey, how you doing? And so she explained that this is a little girl named Olivia. Um, and nobody knows who Olivia is, but that's the name that has been given. And so the tour guide said that she really doesn't leave her room that much. And she, um, Olivia has said, I will not go in the basement. And she said, it's scary. Mm -hmm. And, um, they asked something like, Oh, you know, do you, do you like to come out? And she said, I scare people. Aww. And, um, and then at some point she said, what happened to me? And then she said, I'm from the 1700s. Now the hotel wasn't built till 1908, but you know, she might've just been a spirit that was like in the town at the time or something. Cause nobody really knows who she is. Okay. But that was coming through the obelisk during their investigation. So I thought all that was interesting. She
0: sounds like she hug. Um, poor poor baby. Huh? I said she she sounds I like know. a hug. I mean I know. It, I felt bad for her. You know, it's funny because I feel like I think about a lot of times they talk about like demons and stuff will appear as little kids, but that like legitimately just sounds like a little kid that like wants a hug. <laughs> yeah. So
1: yeah, sad. one of the one of the people, the investigators that came through, brought her, like, a balloon and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then, um, the, um, one of the other things was that, uh, the tour guide said, and I didn't see anything in my reading about this, but the tour guide said that there's also an older lady mm-hmm. that, uh, used to take care of the hotel, and her name was Virginia, mm-hmm. and I guess... Uh, at some point, she would tell people when she was still living, you know, she would say, I don't take care of the hotel, I take care of the ghosts. And I thought that was kind of cute. That's so wholesome. Okay. And then, speaking of wholesome, this is not wholesome. <laughs> this is the opposite of wholesome. Um, there <laughs> is also many suspicions that there is a portal um and that there is like demon energy in the place and so this is according to a lot of psychics that have come through um and this is mostly in the basement area and if you watch videos there's like the basement area and then there's like this little I don't know it's almost like a crawl space or something that's like a little bit above and they say there's a lot of really negative energy from there um and Alana, this this spirit energy is what you might have heard of before because this is the famous first episode of Ghost Hunters where a brick was thrown.
0: Oh, oh I didn't. Okay, yes. I normally watch Ghost Hunters. I certainly would have heard of this. Huh? I feel, I normally watch Ghost Adventures, but I do appreciate Ghost Hunters. So yes. Okay, beautiful. I was like, the sound. Or which one
1: is one. That one. Which one is it? Ghost Adventures. Yeah, Ghost Adventures. So it was Ghost Adventures. And um, yeah, so I mean, most people, if you study ghosty things, you probably know this video. But he's in there talking and all of a sudden this brick just goes from the floor and flies across the room in an arch. Um, and that happened in this space of the hotel. So that was the golden field hotel.
0: Wow. Isn't that, isn't that footage included on like the intro he does? I feel like that's part of like the ghost adventures credits or whatever.
1: I don't know. It probably is, but I'll tell you, I rewatched just that section of the video. I didn't watch the whole episode, but I just watched that section of the video and they run like hell out of that place when that happens. They were so scared.
0: Um, you know, Zach is especially those earlier seasons, he still had fear of God, you know, he still was a little afraid of things. Now he's just out here like yelling at people, and it's like, can we be nice? Can we yeah? I don't know, like yeah I don't know about him, but yeah, ZB, what a what a man. Yeah, and then just in that area,
1: um, people feel um just like a really dark really heavy energy um at some point some of the people on the tour used the word demon and heather the tour guide was like we can't use that word here they don't like it they'll act up if you use that word mm-hmm. um and um she actually refused to go to that area of the ho- of the hotel after the one girl used the word demon oh wow um and when- yeah and when they were down there um uh she said um oh and and the tour guide said oh well you know that person that the thing down there is not human and um she refused to talk to them further about that but just said he's not human you need to be careful and then uh when they were down in the basement they got some things through the obvious list that said i scare you warning they mean you harm and i was like that's creepy
0: I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Gross. Creepy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I think those are all of the stories for the hotel. Um, But, you know, it just, I mean, it definitely seemed like, you know, all the different shows that I watch with all the different people, they got all kinds of stuff coming on all the different devices to, you know, ghost hunt. And so, you know, I mean, it definitely seemed like there were intelligent responses to things and um yeah like just like energy shifts like um the rem pod would go off or you know different things would happen different noises you could hear footsteps there was all kinds of things that during the investigations
0: that definitely felt like there was something there wow that's awesome i mean I think it's cool when like the evidence actually seems compelling versus just like you get like a weird scattered word every now and then, you know, so I think, I think that's very cool that they, there's a lot of evidence for this one.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it just seemed like, um, you know, a lot of people see the similar ghosts or hear similar things. So it seems
0: pretty, you know, like consistent, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. I I don't know. I feel like this, this hotel I'd be more willing to stay in than the clown hotel for sure. <laughs>
1: uh, see, this one to me seems like there's more scary ghosts and menacing ghosts. The clown thing just scares me because it's clowns and that just feels whatever. Uh, but this one sounds like there's more menacing ghosts. You got a ghost that tries to stab you. You got a ghost that tries to um suffoc- or, uh, choke you. And then you've got this evil spirit in the basement.
0: To me, this one seems like the scariest. Yeah, it definitely seems scary. But like, I feel like the hard part with the clown motel is that nothing's consistent. Like it's like kind yeah. of different dolls or statues are coming to life and different things are happening. So that to me is more scary than being like, oh, I know to stay out of that area. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, I don't know. That's just, it's, I'm weird. I know that. Maybe I am afraid of clowns. Maybe, maybe I'll backtrack. I was going to say, I think you are
1: afraid of clowns because I would much rather go to the clown hotel than this one, just because this one sounds scarier, but you know, this one you can't stay at, you know, because it's in a abandoned building, there's no furniture or anything, but, um, but I mean, I guess if you're a ghost hunter, you can go spend a few hours in the middle of the night and <laughs> look around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it'd definitely be interesting to do a ghost tour there, though. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So anyways, that is the fabulous Goldfield Hotel. Awesome.
0: Well, friends... it's beautiful.
1: Goldfield, Nevada,
0: which is 500 people there. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, Small little towns. I feel like they all have like that haunted building, right? Um yeah. But... Anyway, friends, thank you for sticking with us on our lovely Haunted Hotel flight. Um, We want you to keep liking and subscribing on Instagram, on, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're hearing this. Um, We want to make sure that, you know, we get some Patreon subscribers. We obviously have some, but we want to bulk it up we love we love our patron our patrons so uh we do have two bonus episodes up now very exciting and we are looking forward to bringing you our keg later this month um so all the beautiful things for december and of course happy holidays all the holidays um Yeah. yeah but is there anything else you want to add mama
1: I just say thank you for collaborating on this flight because these are three spooky hotels in close proximity to each other. And, yeah, if you're ever driving through Nevada, um, yeah, the only one that I think you would look at and feel spooked by is the Clown Motel. But, you know, check out the other
0: two if you're ever around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the mitzvah, I'd, it looks cute from the outside. I'd love to go yeah. like, there or something, you know. <laughs> okay. That
1: one looks nice. I would go there.
0: Yeah, they also have a bar named after Wyatt Earp, which I forgot to mention up above. But Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they have a, they have a <laughs> bar in the hotel named after him, which I think is really cool. So That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. I guess we will let you all get back to your days. Um, I just want to say I appreciate you, Mama.
1: I appreciate you, baby. We appreciate you all. All righty. Bye, friends.